Super Talk Mississippi media production. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, and Danson Kelly Sander, all coming to you from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. It is the Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us around the state, wherever you're listening this afternoon. We're going to be talking baseball. We're going to have UNO uh, head baseball coach Blake Dean on the show here in just a moment or two. Great story and a great young coach that uh, really has that program on the rise. They, of course, are leaving here in just a little bit and driving up to Hattiesburg to take on the Golden Eagles tonight in what should be a very good baseball game uh, tonight at 6 o'clock. Also, since Kelly and I were gone, I want to spend a little time later in the show kind of talking a little bit about what happened last weekend, basketball, baseball, that sort of thing. So we've got plenty to go over. Uh, first segment, as always, sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a proud supporter of USM. You can enjoy their great ribs, smoked brisket, other great meats that they smoke every day in-house. Dickie's also caters every event, small and large, so the next time you have something planned, we encourage you to let Dickies do the cooking. You can always visit the home team next to Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg or a Dickies near you and your community. Dickies, smoked here, loved everywhere. All right, we want to get right to it. Our first guest, very gracious about coming on the show. We understand at about 1.30, he's loading his guys up to actually come to Hattiesburg and play baseball tonight. Uh, we're glad to welcome Coach Blake Dean to the University of New Orleans head baseball coach on the Eagle Hour. And Coach, thanks for taking the time right before you leave for Hattiesburg. Uh, that's no problem. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, I tell you what, Coach, I, I was doing some research this morning uh, when our booker told me that uh, you were on the show, and uh, you bring quite a story to the table. You were a, a really great player uh, at LSU, played in a couple World Series, got the opportunity just a few years ago uh, to take the head coaching job at UNO, and, uh, man, you, you've you got your ball team rolling. Five and one to start the year. You win two out of three against Michigan State. And uh, then, according to my information, you go get three wins against Butler, Rutgers, and Chicago State in the Sugar Bowl Classic. So, uh, I guess you got to be pretty happy with the way things are starting out. Yeah, uh, anytime those guys can start off uh, where they have, then obviously that's uh, appealing to us and means that you know they're doing something right. But uh, I can tell those guys it's always nice to, to start, you know, good, but you want to finish better. So we got to make right. sure we can uh, hold the consistency throughout the year. Right, Coach. Uh, you just you played that three game set against a, a Big Ten team. Southern Miss did the same thing uh, in the first uh, first series of their schedule. I, I'm curious to know. Uh, there's so many great teams uh, in our region, college baseball teams. How do you think those uh, Big Ten teams stack up to the to the uh, UNOs and the uh, Southeast Louisianas and Southern Misses of the world? You know what? I think it's honestly pretty comparable. You know, uh, it's it's different. You know, we catch those guys early. A lot of those teams don't start blossoming until you know midway through their year because 
they've been inside the whole time. Uh, it's snowing, it's cold. They haven't really been on a on a natural field, and I'm, I'm a natural surface, just like uh, you guys are over there. So uh, it's a little bit different. They haven't really been outside, so it's one of those things to where you know you might not get the the full potential that they uh, could play at uh, early on in the year. So for me, I, I like doing it. Uh, they have tough opponents, and you know, I, and I want to play as good a team as we can to see where we're at. You know, project ourselves for the rest of the season. Coach, this is Kelly Sander. I want to ask you a little bit about the Southland Conference because Matt Reiser is a Picayune native. He's the head baseball coach at Southeastern Louisiana. You're there at UNO t- taking over for the legendary Ron Maestri, who, in my opinion, was one of the most underrated coaches and where he took UNO from beginning to when he retired. Now you got Bobby Barbier up in Natchitoches that's, uh, that's turning the demons around. The Southland Conference, you know, it might be a one-bid league like Conference USA is in the basketball tournament. But when it comes to baseball, Conference USA and the Southland have got some darn good teams, yes? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I, guess I think the Southland goes underappreciated. I really do. Uh, you know, you got Sam Houston, Southeastern, Northwestern, McNeese. You know, again, it just goes on and on. Incarnate Word's popping up when it looks like this year. You know, there, there are no gimmies. I tell people, I was talking to uh, Matt Deggs over at Sam Houston. You know, he was at Lafayette for a while. Uh, and he said, he goes, listen, this is the toughest conference I've ever coached in. You know, it's it's because it's it's a dogfight. you got grinders every day. They're, the talent level isn't greatly separated. Uh, so it's every day you go out there, there is no breather. You know, you're doing all you can do to just try to scrape by and get into that conference tournament. And you can look up at midweek games. Uh, we've beaten LSU. They've, some guys have beat Houston. They've beat, uh, you know, Texas, Texas A&M. So, you know, it's uh, it, obviously baseball is a different sport, but uh, like I said, talent-wise and, you know, all that, I think the South end goes a little underappreciated. And I do want to ask you about following up on uh, on Ron Maestri's tenure there at, uh, at UNO. That's kind of like, for baseball fans, following Ron Maestri would be like following Bear Bryant at Alabama. Um, so, so did you have to kind of walk on eggshells, Coach, when you took things over? Um, is, he, is he still uh, – Around and about, so to speak, or is this, you know, how would you describe taking over for a guy of, of his uh, his prominence? I tell you what, it's been about as easy as it possibly could be. He's at every game, uh, so he's here all the time. He still comes out to practices. Uh, he just loves baseball in any capacity. If there's a baseball game on TV or anywhere close, he's probably sitting there watching it. Uh, you know, and the, the the thing that he's done that was makes the transition easier for me is he never. He never gave advice unless it was asked for. Right? So he kind of just let me do my thing. Uh, he sat there and watched, and if I felt like I needed help or needed any advice, I've gone to him and asked him, and he would be very gracious and uh, was, you know, give me any information I needed. But, again, it was never uh, given unless it was asked upon. So uh, he's been a great uh, coach, mentor, and uh, somebody that I can lean on transitioning into this thing. As you as you recruit for the privateers, uh, UNO is, if I'm not mistaken, the only school in the Southland that does not have a football program. Yes, I think us in Corpus. I don't think Corpus has oh, that's football right. either. That's right, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Does that make it a, a bit more problematic? Because I have actually heard, and no disrespect at all, but I've actually heard some guys say, "Well, if if the school doesn't have a football team, you know, is it really a school?" I mean, that sounds stupid, but there is that mentality out there with some guys. 
Yeah, I mean, again, it's got its ups and its downs, right? Everything you got to make uh, things that are uh, valuable to people. The city of New Orleans, the interest in drawing people to New Orleans, uh, we got to use that to our advantage. Things where we don't have football, and obviously, we got to you got to offset that with something else. Don't get me wrong. Uh, looking at it, you know, as a as a student athlete from where I used to be, uh, you want those football Saturday weekend games. You know, the tailgating, the experience of it. So that's one thing that is kind of difficult for our guys to get around a little bit sometimes is, you know, hey, they don't have that per se big-time Saturday football game where the college atmosphere is involved. So, again, it's something to where we got to find ways for those guys to work around it. You you know, you got the Pelicans, you got the Saints, you have other things to offset it. But at the same time, I do agree sometimes it is a little difficult uh, when you don't, you can't bring a recruit in to watch a football game and, you know, you don't have the egg bowl or something like that to, to bring recruits into. So it sets us back a little bit. But again, we try to find ways to offset it. We're talking to UNO baseball coach Blake Dean. Luke, jump in here. Coach Dean, thanks for uh, being on today. Let's talk about your five and one privateers. Uh, you, you're hitting cl- really close to three hundred uh, as a team, two ninety four. Who are some uh, big bats Golden Eagle fans need to be on the lookout for tonight? Uh, well, you know uh, our leadoff guy Salo Isa uh, had a rough weekend. I don't think he got a hit, but he's got two home runs, so he's not your uh, typical leadoff guy. He's got a little bit of power, can run a little bit. Uh, not your you know your grinder take pitches type guy. So he's at top. Uh, my best hitter, uh, Pierce Howard, he was he is out. Uh, he's been injured the last couple games, uh, so he won't play again today. That's why I, I talked to Coach Barry and uh, Chad Kyer. I said, "Well, my my guy's out, so <laughs> take it easy on me." Uh, and then we got Luther Ward and Bo Bratton. Uh, both, you know, Luther is a Mississippi guy. Bo Bratton is a Mississippi guy. So two Mississippi guys, in my three four hole that. Uh, I think a pretty big uh, contribution to our lineup. It should be guys to, you know, that will carry us offensively this year. Golden Eagles uh, will be throwing Jared Wright tonight. Tell us about your starting pitcher. Uh, we're going to go uh, Brayson Smith. We're going to go Johnny Holstaff tonight. Uh, we're, we're young. We are really, really young. So if you look at our pitching numbers, we've only thrown about four or five guys. Uh, and we've, we kind of rode those guys. Well, in these midweek games, we got to kind of give them a breather somewhere. Uh, so we're going to start Brayson Smith. He's only going to throw one inning, and then I'm going to we're going to go Johnny Holstaff, so a guy in inning from that point out. And I say a guy in inning. Hopefully, uh, no one gets chased off the mound. And to be completely honest, we're just going to have to take a lump if it gets out of hand because, like I said, pitching wise, we just got to prepare ourselves for the weekend. So, Coach, I saw that earlier this uh, this past weekend. Uh, Southern Miss was playing Mississippi State. It's a one run game on on Sat on Friday. Saturday, Mississippi State jumps out. They get a big lead. I think a six run lead. And uh, I tell you what, if you'll hold on, we're, we're up against a hard break. It's just a very short two minutes. We'd like to uh, continue our conversation. Is that good. Sure. All right, we're talking to head baseball coach Blake Dean, the UNO Privateers, headed to the Pete tonight. Looking forward to continuing our conversation on the other side of the break.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Bob Gaddy, Kelly Center, Luke Johnson, and Michael Murgans. We've got the full crew here today. We're Is talking that everybody? to everybody. That's that, everybody, I think. Sure? I yeah. think so. Dalton, sort of, sometimes. In spirit. In spirit. Uh, coach uh, Blake Dean, head baseball coach at UNO, University of New Orleans. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart, campusbookmart.net, the biggest selection of Southern Miss merchandise in the state. And that means volumes, Kelly, not just size. Clothing, household items, car accessories, tailgate supplies, even have shirts to fit me and Kelly. You can uh, visit them on Hardy Street or at campusbookmart.net. I see you're sporting one right there. Open 24-7 on the, on the online. There you go. All right, back to uh, head baseball coach uh, Blake Dean. Coach, thanks so much for being on the show. We know you're fixing to get on the bus and head up here. I got a couple questions for you, then I'm going to pass this on to my associates, and then we'll let you go. Uh, I was going to tell you that Saturday, so I'm watching a game uh, Saturday between Southern Miss and Mississippi State, and uh, Mississippi State got a pretty substantial lead in that game. The other two games were one-run games, and the coaching staff at Southern Miss began to use a lot of kids on the mound, pitch a lot of kids. You just kind of made that comment tonight about your game. Is this a time of the year when that's just as important for coaches to look at all their staff as as perhaps the outcome of, of an individual game? Yeah, you kind of you know you kind of have to. Uh, you got to use these first couple weekends and, uh, to figure out who you can count on and who you can rely on and uh, see if anybody's going to step up for you or you know or, or not get the job done. Uh, because uh, at the end of the day, wins are important. But obviously, getting in that conference tournament, winning your conference is is the key uh, to the season. So for us, you know, we're we're a little thin uh, pitching wise. You can, like I said, you can go look at our numbers and. We don't really have set starters. We got a couple good bullpen arms, but we've already, you know, one of my guys already got two or three saves and a win out of the bullpen. Just just one guy, and, and you know, in the six games. So mm-hmm. uh, we got we're going to run a like I said, is one inning per each guy this uh, this afternoon and run a couple freshmen out there, and I'm going to sit back there and hold my breath and try not to get upset if something don't go well. <laughs> All right, last question for me. Uh, just within driving distance of UNO and 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 Southern Miss, we have. LSU, Southeast Louisiana, Northwestern, Louisiana Lafayette, Tulane, UNO, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South Alabama. Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe and Southern Miss. Is there a hotter bed of good college baseball in the country any better than in our area? I would, I would, I, to, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of anywhere else to be it. Anyone else, to be completely honest. I mean, it's it's you know when I schedule my my, uh, my games every year, that's what I told I told the other coaches. I don't know where I get a breather. Mm-hmm. You know, midweek games, Tulane, South Alabama, Southern Miss, Lafayette, LSU. You know, where where, where do I find a you know a shoe in win? There there isn't any. Uh, so it's one of those things where people always talk about you know oh forty wins. I said heck, you can get thirty where we're at. You're you're doing something right. right. Uh, so it, it's tough. It really is tough, but. At the same time, you know, it makes your guys better, better competition. And like I said, it, it prepares you for other teams outside of this area. Coach Blake Dean of UNO, one of the younger coaches around, one of the, one of the trends now occurring in college baseball, I'm not sure it's a plus or a minus, sort it out for us, is the 
select baseball, which has been so big for 10 or 15 years now, I've heard some of your colleagues saying it is really killing college baseball in the sense that the sense of entitlement that a lot of these select players have, even at the college level. Well, I played on my select team. I never had to sit out. That, that, that they haven't had to compete for positions, and then they go to a Division One school and find out, uh-oh, I have to compete to be able to play. And if not, I'm going to transfer. Sort all that out for us and make some sense out of it, if, if it can be made. I'm about to say, if you could figure it out, you let me know. Uh, in all honesty, it's crazy. It really is. Uh, you know, we, we've dealt with some stuff already six games in, you know, of guys that think they should be playing and aren't playing. And, and I said, hey, guys, we're 5-1. and one. We're having this discussion and we're 5-1. and one. You know, and so that's how I was talking to our coach. Well, like I said, at this point, you know, people don't know, uh, understand, but when you have guys on scholarship, there's something you have to worry about uh, called an APR, academic performance rate. So what that is, is for each player, you get four points per year. Two in the spring, two in the fall. This is only scholarship players. And the points are considered to be uh, retention and are they eligible. So you get two of those in the fall, two in the spring. Well, if a guy leaves a high school kid and goes to a junior college, you automatically lose a point. Therefore, he's a three for four if he's eligible uh, because you didn't retain the kid. Well, after the course of the year, uh, all these points are totaled up. If you're below a certain average, you lose postseason play, scholarships, all of the above. And again, um, I can't control sometimes if a kid leaves or if he's on scholarship and he's not happy. Uh, so, boom, he leaves. Well, now it puts me in a bad place because uh, maybe I can't remove a kid that shouldn't be here. That's not talent, you know, talented enough to be here, but now I have to keep them because these other kids left because they weren't playing. And I'm not sure it's going to get any better anytime soon, is it? It's not. It never will. It never will, right? It never will. That's what I told people. I said, just because you're not starting as a freshman doesn't mean you go somewhere else. You're not, you still have to compete. You still have to earn the spot. You still have to do what it takes. It's just not going to be given to you. Uh, and I think that, you know, it, it takes a couple, you know, slaps in the face to finally wake up to realize, well, maybe I didn't have it that bad. But at that point, you pray it's not too late for them. Uh, but that's some stuff we deal with on a daily basis. Final question I have for you, Coach, is would you like to see one for one as far as scholarships go in baseball? I know you have, what, 11 and, 11 and a quarter, I think, scholarships, or 11.7 it is. Um, but there's been discussion that like basketball and football, you'd, every, every player you'd get a full scholarship for each player. Yes, no, maybe? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, I would love it. Uh, you know, then it makes uh, – it makes it a little bit easier. Not, not easier. Let's just say uh, then you know, it's, it's a little more appealing. I mean, because, again, I have, uh, you know, you can have 35 guys. So uh, 27 is the most you can have on scholarships, so minimal eight walk-ons every year. Uh, but in my case, I never really have 27 players uh, because I have to pay more than LSU does for a kid. I have to play, pay more than maybe a Southern Miss has to, you know, get for a kid. Uh, so we're buying guys. Well, what that makes us have to do is obviously we can't fill our roster up with scholarship guys. So I probably typically have more walk-ons in most schools, uh, which there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you know, there's always a good and a good with the bad and bad with the good. Uh, so in my opinion, sure, I'd, I'd like to have it. That just puts everyone on equal playing field. You know, everyone gets a full ride, full scholarship. But I can tell people, when, when you open one can of worms, there's always going to be some repercussions from it. Uh, and there, it'll never be, no one will ever be totally satisfied uh, so I'm good with either way, but I would like some more scholarship money. All right, Luke, wrap this up. We know Coach Dean uh, wants to get on the bus and get his guys down here. 
Yeah, Coach, just one last question. Uh, your story out of LSU, a lot of people familiar with it. You went in as a pitcher. Uh, you were about to uh, to get cut, and uh, they saw you hit. And 56 home runs later, 250-plus RBIs later, uh, you were one of the greatest hitters in LSU history. How does your personal story help you coach guys and, and build into your coaching philosophy? Well, I can tell those guys, that, that, you know, everyone always tries to, if it's not shiny and it's not bright and it doesn't work right away, everyone tries to, to run around and do something different. Uh, kind of what they tell these guys is the more versatile you make yourself, the more valuable you become. Whether you can play short, third, second, first, or if you're just a hitter, you better be a daggum good hitter. Uh, so I tell those guys, me being able to be versatile, I was a better pitcher than I was a hitter, but come to find out I had a tour labrum. Uh, played three years with a tour labrum. Uh, I just didn't, I could, didn't work out, but luckily I got the opportunity to hit. So I'm a little more open-minded, I guess you could say, to these two-way options. Those guys, you know, every pitcher thinks he can hit. That's just the way it kind of is. Uh, everyone's their three-hole hitter in high school. So uh, I give those guys the opportunity to come in here, and if they can do it, they can do it. If they can't, then obviously whichever one I think they're better at, they'll not doing. But it helps me from a coaching standpoint of uh, being able to think like a pitcher what I would throw this hitter but then be the hitter and know what the pitcher's throwing so that's something that we try to instill into our hitters is hey what, what would you think here not what you know preparing them ahead of time I could tell them hitting is like chess uh, you got to try to stay five six seven moves ahead of the other guy and if you can you typically beat them uh, so that's what we do we just try to prepare these guys mentally uh, and give them different situation scenarios and hopefully it pays off for them all right, Coach, we sure appreciate you being on the show. Safe travels to you and your guys down here tonight, and uh, uh, good luck to you the rest of the year, and thank you so much for your time, Coach. All right, you got it. Appreciate you guys. All right, Coach Blake Dean, everybody, head baseball coach at UNO. Luke, I'm going to tell you this. When you look at that schedule uh, when it first came out and you see uh, you see Purdue and then you see Mississippi State and you know Gonzaga's coming up, you go, oh, man, there's, there's a little bit of a relief game in UNO. Wrong. These guys hit the ball, and this is a good baseball team coming here tonight. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, as you heard Coach Dean say, the only thing that, that may help Southern Miss tonight is the fact that, uh, you know, they're going to whole staff it, and that may allow the Eagles to be able to uh, to, to get several runs. Probably going to need it tonight because UNO's hitting close to 300, far better uh, offensively so far. We have, may not have seen the same pitching we have, but here's the thing. When you have a coach that's that good at, was as a hitter, he takes his hitting philosophy as a player, blends it in as a coach. They're going to be really good offensively tonight. we got to be on our A game. And a couple of things to, to worry about just in the fundamentals of the game. You have a good hitting team like UNO. Southern Miss has been kicking it around a little bit early on they defensively. Sure so sure if have. UNO puts it in play, that could be problematic. All right. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Also a little basketball. Uh, Eagle Hour rolls right along, everybody. Stay with us.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank University of New Orleans head baseball coach Blake Dean for joining us in those first two segments. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, located in a town near you. Stop by your local Raising Cane's and get some of that lovely chicken. Raising Cane's, one love. Well, Eagle Hour today, Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg, Luke Johnson here in the First Bank Studio in beautiful downtown Laurel. And as you... Uh, we get ready for this game tonight. I uh, hope you're going. I'll be there. 6 p.m. at the Pete. Southern Miss against the uh, University of New Orleans. New Orleans throwing senior right-hander Brayson Smith, 6'4", 230-pound uh, righty. Uh, got a win against Michigan State on February the 17th. Gave up one run in four innings, two strikeouts. Southern Miss will counter with senior righty Jared Smith, 6'2", 196. And uh, it's it's a game tonight, uh, guys, that our bats have to regain confidence. We were talking off air, Bob. A lot of strikeouts, a lot of missed bats, a lot of just kind of head-scratching um, you know, at bats this weekend for the Eagles. Tonight is an opportunity for the Eagles to find some confidence. Right. Well, uh, let's go back to this weekend. And first of all, I think one of the reasons the bats were so quiet is because of the quality of pitching staff that Mississippi State has. I I said to you guys here, I I think that's probably as good a pitching staff as USM will face all year and probably one of the, the top four or five in the country. Add to that seven errors in the last three games and Kelly Sander, you don't beat Mississippi State making seven errors in three games. And that's and as we mentioned prior to the break, UNO puts the ball in play. They're not going to do anything fancy, but to this point, they've put the ball in play, and you need to have your defense execute. All right. Now, to your point about you know the the strikeouts this weekend, it's it's not just Southern Miss. It's any any team this time of year. The pitchers are going to look better than the hitters. The hitters do not catch up with pitching until about three to four weeks into the season. You'll start to see that pendulum swing more toward the hitters. So I was not surprised by that. In any, in any series, you're going to see early on the pitchers are going to have the advantages you know, over the hitters. So that, that doesn't surprise me. But as Southern Miss also has some guys that are tweaking injuries and so on, you know, Matt Walner's name always comes up in discussions, and rightly so. But here's my thought you know, on the Walner situation, if we can move a step ahead. Is it, and I said this probably a month ago as we were getting ready for the baseball season. My opinion is that if Southern Miss is counting on Walner, you know, to 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 win games, if I'm the opposing team, Matt Walner will not beat me. Right. He will never see a pitch that can that can damage but, my, my team. That's because there's nobody – I mean, here's the thing. Cole Donaldson is a great defensive player. He's had some good offensive hits. But but he's he's not a Hunter Slater from last year. The reason Walner gets so much to hit is because of that. So if you're going to tweak, and, and we're we're amateurs here, we realize that. Is there a, is there a, a possibility uh, where Walner slides to the three-hole, Bob, where Slater can slide clean up behind him to protect him a little more so that he can get some pitches? Well, you're going to have to protect him. Kelly's exactly right. And if you watch the series over the weekend, Mississippi State was just simply not going to throw pitches that Matt Walner could knock out of the ballpark. I heard I heard over and over and over th- listening to the broadcast and watching. I watched two of them on TV. The, let's go to the TV because those were SEC announcers. They were saying 
Well, Mississippi State would just soon walk him. They're not going to let him be the the guy that makes the you know the final outcome in the game, and so yeah, I think you're right, Luke. I think the staff is going to have to figure out a way to protect Walner from that. Or Kelly's right; they're not going. He's not going to see anything down the, the middle short of a mistake all year long. I wouldn't pitch the, to him. The injury, no. yeah, yeah, I wouldn't either. The, the injury to Blaylock is really what hurt. Simply because he was he's shown well, he's a great hitter. He slides in that five hole. You got a righty that you can protect Walner with until Danny Lynch or LeBlanc or somebody like that steps up to to be there without Blaylock. Walner's not going to see anything. So I just wonder if we'll see a little bit tonight. You wonder about Gidry. Seems like he's having a little lower leg issues. Uh, the injury bug has hit us early in the season, um, and I just wonder if that lineup's going to be tweaked a little yeah. tonight because it's a midweek game. You and roll stop that dice the errors. You can do. Cut down on the errors. Here's here's the other thing with Walner. The, the challenge that Walner will have is obviously as a competitor, you want to hit. You know, you want to hit. All right, so if Walner's not going to get – you know, the meatballs down the middle, which we all agree that's not going to happen. What he has to be leery of is swinging at pitches that are even slightly out of the zone. That's exactly what other teams want him to do. If you're going to hit, Matt, you're going to have to hit something slightly off the plate, something in, maybe a little upstairs. But And then if he starts doing that and pressing just so that he can hit, that's probably going to not go well. Right. right, he's going to have to have the discipline that if other teams are going to walk him, to swallow real hard and take the walk. And, and let's give credit where credit's due. Uh, if you don't, if you don't realize that Mississippi State is one of the premier baseball programs in the country, then you're not following college baseball. They simply are. They've been to the World Series what ten times. Yeah, and I heard some Eagle fans, you know, this weekend, kind of, you know, low grumbles. Yeah, you know, but I'm, go- yeah. I'm going, Come you on. guys. Mississippi State is pretty doggone good. (laughs) And and look, I'd be the last one to give credit to State or Ole Miss. It's true. Yeah, it is true. So, I mean, don't, for heaven's sake, don't push the panic button. I think some of that goes, though, is that in, in an unofficial capacity, the Mississippi State fan base has still refused to recognize Southern Miss as anything other than a little brother. And I think that's what irks fans when we go out there and we should have come back home with a series win if we will play a little better defense. And so I think those grumbles may not come from the outcome of what was on the field. It's just from all the flack that state fans like to throw out. Yeah. And I would like to mention, since 1895, Mississippi State has never won a national championship in anything. <laughs> so well, well, that's I, my. I think that's where some of the grumbling comes from. But, the, but those the, those grumbles may come from some uninformed Mississippi State fans, but I'll guarantee you, if you talk to the Mississippi State coaching staff... Uh, Absolutely. I, I, and I, Absolutely. And I, I read a quote where uh, I, I think maybe it was the coach or one of the state players uh, said this week, we look at Southern Miss the same way we look at Ole Miss. It's an in-state rival, a national program, and somebody we don't want to lose to. So, you know, heck. You go up there, you, you play two one-run games against Mississippi State at their park, uh, and you win one of those. Admittedly, they they just took the games uh, Saturday and played better. All in all, Kelly Sander, not not a bad showing. I I agree. It's no time uh, to push the panic button. No, you know, no. and and State will use that as a hey, 
you know, our RPI went up because we played Southern Miss. And because Probably we, both. Yeah, because we beat, them, we beat them two out of three. And we got in the Baseball America top 25 today, guys, after well, losing a series. Well, there you go. That tells you about Mississippi State. I've said this before. Some people don't like hearing this. You can be an Ole Miss fan, a Mississippi State fan, a Southern Miss fan. If you're honest, the bell cow of the state through the years has been the Mississippi State baseball program. Yeah, Witnessed by the times they've been in the World Series. Will Clark, Rafi Palmero, all those great teams back Come in the on, day. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, they've led the way for everybody else. All right, so let's switch gears while we have a minute. Uh, basketball, disappointing loss, Kelly? Oh, tough. Yeah. But, but, you know, it goes back to what we were saying before in the in – the, the, magnificence of Conference USA and their decision-making to not have Southern Miss play or any of those teams play for like 10 days. Southern Miss hat was rolling. Everybody in the conference said, you don't want to play Southern Miss right now. Well, they had that big layoff. You know, we're not near as sharp as they, as they had been in the past. And, and UAB, you know, they match up so well against uh, Southern Miss. And every just, sport. And they just, they're just kind of that every thorn in the side. Oh, you know? It's like a little Chucky doll just stabbing you in the ankles yeah. every time you think you're getting away. So they know? play one game in like 10 days. Well, now here they go again. They've got another seven days off. You know, before before they play again next weekend. I don't uh, know how any team can have any momentum the way uh, this uh, schedule works was, out. It was – you could tell they had been off. That We missed several shots that should have gone in. We gave up the baseline late in the game, four or five possessions. And I'll tell you this, though. Sooner or later, when a team shoots 60% from three-point land, eventually you just have to shake their hand. Now, we could have cleaned up. We hit free throws late. Uh, we we did pretty good. I mean, we shot the ball uh, pretty pretty well. Uh, Tyree Griffin's just a floor wizard. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, he had 10 assists and 20 points. But you just you wonder, and this is the question, and we can ask you know later on, wh- Kelly, why didn't they foul? Okay, seven seconds ago, the kid throws up a prayer, banks one off the corner. Why don't we foul in that situation up three? I I am really I'm flattered that you asked that question, but I I don't know enough about basketball. One thing I don't understand is when teams are. It's there's six seconds left and they're down by 21, and they're still fouling. I'm, I'm going. So I mean, they, they don't foul you when I think they the should. Line. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, you send them to the line. All they can get is two. Right. You foul them because they were in bonus. And we went. This kid, six seven, shoots over. He's a lefty shooting from the corner, and he banks one in to send it into overtime. It was just I was just like, why don't we foul? It was just a really tough one to uh, to swallow, especially with the momentum. We've had. And now they got two biggies on the road at Old Dominion, right. and then have to turn right around and go to Western Kentucky. Hey, I want to thank Fourth Street Bar, our newest proud supporter of Southern Miss and uh, the Eagle Hour. You can stop by for lunch or dinner every day and enjoy a full menu, multiple TVs that are always showing USM. Fourth Street Bar is a huge Golden Eagle supporter, and we're glad to have them on the show. Got to be there live Friday. From 4th Street Bar and Grill on the Eagle Hour. Celebrating Luke's birthday, right? Early. We'll be right back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. <laughs> Back to our fourth segment brought to us by Carter's Jewelry on Evelyn Gandy Boulevard in 
Petal, Mississippi. Carter's carries beautiful jewelry for every price range, including mine, and now offers the SMTTT jewelry line. Go see Shay Carter and her friendly staff. Carter's Jewelry, proud sponsor of the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour. Well, a couple of awards uh, to make you aware of. Southern Miss uh, pitcher Walker Powell earns uh, the Conference USA Pitcher of the Week award by the league office after his dominating seven and two-thirds inning start against Mississippi State, limiting the Bulldogs to no runs. And then Shante Hales. We were talking about basketball and lamenting uh, the men's loss. The, the ladies avenge a earlier uh, defeat to the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. And I'll tell you what, Bob, she's still implementing that pregame speech because Shante scored 33 points Saturday against mm. the Lady Bulldogs, and uh, she is the Conference USA Player of the Week. It's so stunning how that speech to, uh, turned the team two. around. You know that? It's really stunning. Well, Kelly, Kelly, I told Bob it only took like four weeks for it to kick in, but when it kicked when in, it kicked in, it was it's held on like ever since. Juice. And, and you remember back in the day, the Lady Texters were well, they were it top five in the country, no, no question. About you know, up there with Tennessee when and you know Shante Hales is tiny. I mean, she's not big as a minute, but she's got some game, man. She can play basketball. And the Lady Eagles are playing better toward They're the end of the year much too. Better toward yeah. the end of the season. That's right. We shouldn't just focus on. The fact the men had a stumble, the, the Lady Eagles have, have gotten themselves on a roll, and uh, and uh, we think uh, may do very well. And and it's all we've when we've we've documented this throughout the season too. It's a how you're playing at the tournament. The tournament is pivotal because the NCAA is going to take the tournament winner. Right. So and there's no reason to think whether that, they want to or not. Well, and and that could be debated <laughs> as well. Um, but if the with the women and men continue to play like they have been playing. I think they both have legitimate shots. All right, Luke, let's ask the old baseball coach here. In a nutshell, the Golden Eagles have to do what to win tonight, Kelly? Take care, like in football, not turnovers. Errors are essentially turnovers because, you know, going according to the way it's gone so far, as we mentioned, UNO is going to put the ball in play, pick it up and do something with it. Got to play defense. Right. Got to play defense. I would agree. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you've you got to play defense. That is the immediate cleanup. Here's the other thing. Swing at first pitch strikes. Uh, we our, our game plan for this weekend, I don't know if it was a game plan or we just didn't execute what the game plan was. Too many times we watched them go right down the middle on, on first pitch. Again, that could be because of the, uh, the, the pitching excellency of Mississippi State. But I would like to see us spank the ball on pitch one. Don't take first pitch strikes tonight. The whole, the whole key to good hitting. All right, is taking the question mark out of the pitch selection. Okay? You know the pitcher wants to get ahead of you in the count. So he's probably going to be coming with fastballs early. And that just goes to Luke's point. You're going to see fastballs early on. So get on those fastballs and hammer them. Anybody at this league, I don't care if it's coming up there at 94, they can hit it. Mm-hmm. They can hit a fastball. All right, but when you get deep into the count, and then you're not sure whether the cutter's coming or whether the off-speed, you know, whether the bender's coming in there or the slider. You don't know. So try to take as much of the guesswork out of hitting as possible, right. and that's hit the fastball. Well, it's easy to overlook this, too, uh, where you lose a series. But other than Saturday, Southern Miss pitching was outstanding. I mean, they pitched very, very well, obviously, very well Friday. But very well Sunday. You know, they kept Mississippi State down uh, through the second half of the game, got a chance to tie the game back up. And baseball, guys, is such a funny sport. You know, you're in the bottom of the ninth. There's two outs. There's a ball hit to the shortstop that is a routine ball. 
And this is a kid that makes that play 99 out of 100 times. He overthrows the bag at first base, and the next kid knocks in the winning run. Happens all the time. If, yeah. if, if games were two innings or two outs in an inning, lots of, lots of results would be different. Right. But, again, it doesn't surprise that's me. That's what uh, – I was going to say, it doesn't surprise me that, that the pitching has done so well. And no disrespect at all of the Eagles. They have pitched well. I would expect that, though, with all teams. Pitching is going to deal right. with hitting early in the year. Right. You hope it'll continue. You got to be proud. You got to be proud of Adam Jackson. He had some big, he had a couple big strikeouts. Got to be proud of JC Keys. I mean, he struck one dude out on 95 mile an hour fastball. Yeah. And then I am really excited about the Ockness monster himself, Ryan Ock. Part of that triple M from Minnesota, uh, and and who I'd like to see Charlie Fisher play tonight. Can we admit that Charlie Fisher right now is the most clutch guy in two at bats on the yeah. entire baseball Bad team? Thousand, big, only guy on the team. About a thousand, Kelly. Well, that that's big pressure, then, isn't it? <laughs> Just keep up, keep up. And speaking of pressure, how much of how much pressure is a kid like Matt Walner under right now? A lot more than. When he was playing and getting to see pitches, because like I said, he's gonna he's gonna get to the point he's gonna want to hit so badly that what I'm afraid of is that he will not be disciplined enough and maybe swing at some bad pitches, which is exactly what other teams want him to do. Right. So I just hope because he's not gonna get to see a lot. I wouldn't. Right. I mean, and anybody would tell you they're not gonna pitch to him. But so have the discipline. He's too to take good. the walk. He's he's too good, and Chad Kaya is too good of a hitting coach. They'll get it fixed. Yeah, there's a lot of baseball in front of us. Very little behind us. Take a deep breath, everybody. And what'd you say? They didn't lose to who? They didn't lose to Antonelli College there this past go. weekend. I think that know? sums it up. <laughs> All hey, right. By the way, Kelly Antonelli's on the on the phone. Are they? <laughs> They're starting baseball. Their coach. <laughs> yeah, their coach. That wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow at one. Thanks for listening. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.